0: Welcome, it's the FIH Hockey Pod, the monthly podcast that discusses hockey from around the world. Um, and we're delighted today, we've got a wide variety of people from uh, from three different continents. Uh, joining us on the show today, we have Ali Campbell from Team USA. Hi, Ali, how are you?
1: Good, thanks, happy to be here and talking about the greatest sport on earth.
0: Fantastic. Um, and then from Spain, we've got Maria Ruiz and Laura Barrios. So, hola, Maria and uh, Laura.
2: Hello, how
0: are you? Yep, really good. Um, And then from Zambia, we've got um, Elvis Bualia and Floyd Chomba. Hi, Elvis, and hi, Floyd.
3: Hello. Hi, everyone.
0: And I really hope I pronounced um, your surname right there, Elvis, but I've just got to say this. I've I've never, ever had Elvis on a podcast before, so I'm so delighted to have you on the podcast. Um, And then, of course, we've got co-host Richard Stainthorpe joining me, Sarah Juggins, um, in sort of directing this show, really. So hi, Rich, how are you?
4: Hi Sarah, fine, thank you. How are you?
0: Yeah, really, really good. Um, so I think we're going to kick off um, a little bit of Junior World Cup.
4: Yes, uh, Junior World Cups are just around the corner um, in India and South Africa. Um, the FIH is today, which is uh, we're recording on um, what date is it? <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday, the twentieth of October. Um, and the FIH have announced uh, the match schedules and the pools for those <laughs> for those two events. Um, the opening match of the FIH Odisha Hockey Men's Junior World Cup in Bhubaneswar uh, will see Belgium facing South Africa on the 24th of November at the um, incredible Kalinga Stadium, which is a fa- fabulous, fabulous place if, if you haven't already been. The FIH Hockey Women's Junior World Cup in South Africa will uh, start with the opening match with Ireland and Zimbabwe, uh, which is being played at the Northwest University uh, Stadium in Potchefstroom. Um, which is about one hundred and twenty kilometres west uh, southwest of Johannesburg. Um the final is on the sixteenth of December. And uh, yeah, they're, they're two very, very exciting events where uh, lots of kind of young up and coming players will will really make their mark on the world stage. Um Sarah, do you have any Do you want to take it from here?
0: Yeah, absolutely because as I said, joining us on the show, we've got Maria and Laura. Um, and obviously, Laura, you're going to be playing um, in that tournament in uh, in South Africa. So I, I just wondered um, for you, I mean, how excited are you about, about the prospect of getting out there and, and representing Spain on the international stage again?
5: I'm um, really delighted because I love playing for the national team. I have been playing with the national team, but I this year I don't really play with my team with under 21 and i'm really excited i want to play with my sister also and i think that the that the place is really cool
0: yeah absolutely playing i I didn't actually didn't realize you were playing alongside your sister as well so i I mean (laughs) that must make for some interesting conversations at the family uh, at the family table um that, that's such a such a great thing um maria you've obviously played alongside um laura in the senior team um i just wondered what you think um playing junior hockey adds to a player's sort of progress as a, as an international player how important is the junior world cup and junior events for a player's development
2: well i think that it's really important mm-hmm. for the young uh, uh, players to play in their, in their competition, um, but I think that, for example, Laura have now a lot of experience in the national team, in the, in the senior, uh, and I think that there is really nice because you can transfer the mind of the work that have the absolute uh, team to transfer to the 21, and it's really nice because it's a line to work and they can progress in this line. Yeah, I mean, as as you mentioned,
0: I mean, Laura, you were obviously in Tokyo. Um, what things are you going to take that you learnt in Tokyo to South Africa with you? Because you know, you that was a tremendous experience out out in Japan, wasn't it?
5: Yes, but I think that my role in the team is different, and I want to help the the players who are were are in my in my role in Tokyo. For example, the I get very nervous in a match and I want my teammates. Yeah. And I think that there are some mm-hmm. some matches that that is the most important. And not only the hockey part, but also the your your way of doing things.
2: Yeah. And I will try. That that Sarah. A, she, she has a a good uh, roommate in Tokyo. Was it's it you, mine, by any chance? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> we are in May, and I have a good uh, uh, <laughs> work, uh, we have uh, a lot of big talk. <laughs> has she? Um,
0: has Laura got any bad habits that maybe her roommate in South Africa needs to know about? Are, are there things that they should watch out for? No, the bad habits are from her. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maria, how did you find the young athletes, such as Laura, adapted to life in the senior team? I mean, you were her roommate. Was she um, very, very nervous? How did she cope with the stress? And how did the other young players cope with the stress?
2: Well, for example, um, you need to to try to they understand that, uh, for example, the roles in the team is not is different. You. All the things that you do, a good action, for example, is really good for the team. And it's not your objective to do uh, a good, um, well, a good performance. No, it's like to be here is important, and to have fun is important. Um, to have experience for to transfer to 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 the others moment in your life. Yeah. So so correct.
0: Um, I was just going to um, ask you as well, Laura. Um, I mean you, you're, you're going to be take, you, you're going to be taking a very senior role in South Africa, aren't you? Um, how much inspiration have you taken from watching the, the the Spanish women succeed at the World Cup where they got a bronze medal? Um, obviously uh, the team with yourself and Maria in it are going to be in the pro league. How much inspiration do the under 21s take from the senior team?
5: well we are always looking at uh, that team i think that the main the main reason and um, active of that tournament was that they were a uh, a team and i think that i well i want to transfer that to the team because even if we are not the best hockey players if we are a, a team i think that we can have more achievements that if we will train more, for example.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's so important, isn't it? That as a team, you work together and you start to build momentum. How do you think, I mean, looking at your pool and looking at the competition, how do you think Spain are going to do? I mean, are you are you looking at a podium place? Are you looking at a, a, a gold medal? What's the, What's the ambition?
5: Yes, I always look to the podium and then we will see I don't really know how it will go because I don't, I don't play with with the team that we are going, and I can, I can compare with other teams. So I don't, I don't know if we are better or worse than others. But I think that if we try, we can do a really good job.
0: Yeah, because I, I guess one of the things that you've got that a lot of your teammates won't have is experience of playing. A lot of international teams because you know you've you've played with a senior team and so you've 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 played against teams from Asia you've played against teams from Africa etc. So you've got that that international experience and you, so you will be a very very important um, source of knowledge for your team out in out in South Africa, won't you?
5: Well, I I want to be, but I don't think that I'm so different to my teammates. I think that they will help me in other things. And I think that each person has to do their best and do their really better.
2: And uh, Maria, what are your final words to Laura? Well, uh, of course, a uh, good lad, but she is a really talented hockey player. Um, I think she's really worked. Um, I think that she's been high. Uh, I hope that will be to get a gold medal in the, in the World Cup. I think we all hope that as well,
0: having spoken to you both. Thank you very much. Okay, Rich, hand it back to you for a moment.
4: Um, yeah, so we're going to start talking about the Indoor World Cup now, which uh, which takes place between the 2nd and 6th of February in 2022, um, which is uh, being played in Liège in Belgium at the Country Hall. Um, it's going to be an incredible event. Um, if anyone has ever followed the uh, or been to an Indoor World Cup or seen it on TV, you'll understand just why I say that. It, it really is a special, special thing. Um, Ali Campbell has actually been to a, an Indoor World Cup already. Uh, having played in uh, in Berlin in 2018. Now, Ali, um, well, let's start with that. How, how was that playing in Berlin?
1: I mean, it was incredible being on the team for a while and then retiring and transitioning back into the indoor game, which is where I really started like the growth of my own game when I was younger. It just felt like a full circle and it was just incredible to be in a country that field hockey is just so highly valued and just like incredible for every person that's watching it. And it was an experience that I'll never forget. And we just felt so fortunate to be there because it was our first world cup appearance, but then also to be able to compete against the best of the best was just like a cherry on top.
4: And it was a, a magnificent event. I mean, both Sarah and I were, were there in, in Berlin and, and just the, the stadium was rocking most of the days. You know, obviously such an intense match schedule as well with what what is i think 76 matches in in five days i mean it's something else isn't
1: it it really was and we had done all the prep ahead of time and we came a little early and did some test matches against the czech republic to really kind of sharpen some things up and we were a younger team but we also had good experience amongst like our uh our experience levels so being um the gold medalist at the pan-ams and playing teams like argentina and canada and the rest of the pan-am nations um, was a huge opportunity for us to grow and to be prepared for an event like this
4: well you you have won the the pan-am um the pan-am title quite recently i think it was uh, in the summer wasn't it on home soil um so that how did how did that competition go for you i mean obviously you finished top of the podium but it was a, a fine performance from what i understand
1: yeah i mean It was a completely different team, except for a few of us older gals, Um, but it was an experience like none other, especially with just COVID regulations and not having any fans, but being able to be on American soil and being able to win a gold medal was just priceless. I remember my first cap was in America and just being able to represent your country and being able to compete and earn opportunities to play, especially when you don't know now with COVID. um, It was... A hugely incredible and just amazing experience and being able to again compete against like the best of the best and just keep growing each and every game and learning a lot about ourselves because we were just in our own little bubble um we never got to save each other so that was cool but it allowed for us to definitely learn and grow and be prepared for the next step
4: you mentioned uh, that uh, you know some of the older gals as you put it but there's obviously some young talent coming through i, I saw that um hope rose was the fit- the top scorer with the uh, 13 goals, seven field goals, five penalty corners. She she seems a bit of an all-round goal scorer. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about her?
1: Yeah, Hope's an incredible talent. I mean, she, I've, sounds funny, but I followed watching her young career as um, a college coach, but also as a fellow athlete. She's incredibly just like game aware and just able to acknowledge where defenders coming from and just completely eliminate them, whether it's with, an elimination skill or a shot on cage right away. She's a threat with her drag flicks, especially in the indoor court. So I'm just really thankful that she's on my team <laughs> so that I don't have to worry about her and keep my head on the swivel to know where she is at all times.
4: And well, I mean, she she could be one of the stars, I guess, of, in, in Liège. I mean, um, uh, what are your thoughts about, about the event in Liège? I mean, clearly you, you're looking forward to it, but I mean, what, what's the ambitions?
1: Um, we want to have the best performance possible. Um, We want to make sure that we are just ready to rumble. Like we're looking forward to just playing the best of the best again and continuing off of our gold medal experience at the PAMS and just continuing to grow and be a threat to other nations in different ways that maybe they're not used to. So being able to really get down to like the nitty gritty of training in the next couple months and then getting a few practice tournaments in um, we're going to really look to like shore up our game plans and, our progress plans and just be ready to attack each game with the best that we can.
4: Awesome. And um, I I mean, you you mentioned that you, you played uh, senior outdoors as well for for the USA. In fact, you were involved in the pro league um, uh, 2020 and 2021 season. I mean, it's not, it's not, not so often that players can be good at both versions of the sport. I mean, I, I was personally a terrible indoor player because all I wanted to do was lift the ball over sticks. Um, I mean, what, what's, what's your secret? I mean, do, do you and also do you do you um, favor one version of the sport over the other, or is it just all-round love for hockey?
1: I think it's just an overall love. I just love the game in every aspect of it. I think I was fortunate enough to. Grow up in the hothead of hockey in the United States, which is on the East Coast, especially in Pennsylvania. That's where I'm from and currently reside as well. So I think that I was able to have access to a lot of tools and able to grow my game. Um, and I think that indoor is a really good tool for outdoor as well, because you're able to figure out some things at a lot quicker of a pace. And then once you get in outdoor, you've got a lot more space to be able to execute that game plan. So I think, I mean, I love the speed of indoor and I love, um, the ability to have to use skill without the 3D skills like you like to do. But um, I think outdoor, though, provides a game, especially with the self-start, it creates the same or generates the same amount of speed and excitement. And I mean, I just love it all. I mean, I just am a hockey head, so I just embrace it at all facets and just roll with it.
4: Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. Do you have any questions?
0: Well, I was going to ask all the guys actually um, about their experience of indoor. I, I don't know what happens in Spain with indoor, and I don't know what happens in Zambia. So maybe if we come to Floyd first, you know, do, do you have indoor hockey? Do you play it? Do you enjoy it?
3: Well, I have never played indoor hockey. Uh, we 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 had a talk earlier this year uh, when when the COVID um, numbers dropped, and we're hoping that it could go. All the way down to bringing away all the restrictions, we hoped that maybe with what we saw uh, uh, the effect uh, COVID brought on the, the the outdoor hockey, we thought maybe we could try to see that in the season when we are not playing um, outdoor hockey, we could try and if we could play in. The major issue that we've had is um, the of course the the. the, the the, the where to play from, yeah uh, there's quite a lot of debates because we have one more um, purpose hall at OIDC, the Olympic Youth Development Centre, which is used by basketball, by handball, uh, volleyball as well. And we, we kind of are the least sport that uh, they would allow. And, you know, the theory where they've already seen hockey outdoor and they always think, would damage the, the the hole and all that. So there's still all that issues, but we hope we could um, get it started maybe next year or as soon as we could.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's the sort of sport where, you know, if, if, if a school or a, or, or a club can use an indoor facility, uh, you know, it's very inclusive because you can just get people on and off very quickly. There's there's a lot of touches of the ball and everything. So it, I, I personally think it's a great development sport as well as a sport in its own right. Um Maria, do you have indoor hockey? Well, I know you have indoor hockey in Spain, but how how big is it in Spain?
2: Yes, we we play normally in the winter. We play indoor hockey, and I, I like a lot of because it's uh, different and it's more funny uh, for the goalkeeper because you have more interview or we, we, you you have more uh, chance to 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 stop the ball. Um and well, uh, I, I like it.
0: Yeah, it's it's a great game, isn't it? And 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 what about you, Elvis? I, I know Floyd said um, he, he hasn't played indoor. Have you ever played indoor?
6: Uh, just the same with Floyd. We, I have never played indoor. No. But I would love to. I would love to. I,
0: I, th- I think it's an, a new ambition for you guys to set up an indoor uh, set up an indoor league in Zambia. Um, I think we're going to um, move now on to um, the the pro league, Rich.
4: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the. Um... FH Pro League got uh, back underway um, last week in Amsterdam with the Netherlands women, uh, the reigning, uh, reigning champions, also the Olympic world and European title holders. Uh, that They started with a 2-0 um, a win over Belgium um, at the Wagner Stadium just outside Amsterdam. Uh, a few days later, Belgium turned host as the Red Panthers and the Red Lions took on Germany's men and women uh, in four outstanding matches, um, which uh, I know Sarah, Sarah watched as well. Um the uh, Belgium em- emerged triumphant in all four contests, um, which was actually a bit of a celebration in Brussels because it was the the, the homecoming of the uh, the Belgian men after winning their Olympic gold medal. So that was a very, very special moment for, for them. Um, a detailed dissection of those matches can be found on the watch.hockey app, um, courtesy of the FIH Hockey Pro League show, um, which, was, which is hosted by Sarah. So if you want to tell us a little bit more about your show, Sarah, then this is a good chance to plug it.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, so um, before and after each of the uh, sort of sets of uh, pro, um, FIH Hockey Pro League matches, we, we have a show. Um, if anybody saw the Tokyo Hockey Show, we, we did something similar during the Olympics. But basically, it's a panel of um, hockey coaches, players, uh, people who really know what they're talking about. And I have the privilege of, uh, of hosting that and asking them lots of questions. So... We have the head coach of Spain on the panel, so Adrian Locke has been given his his opinion. Uh, we've got Cedric D'Souza from uh, from uh, well, Hockey India originally, but he's also coached Austria and Greece. Um, we've got Marsha Cox, uh, obviously really well known across the African continent. She's another voice on the show. Roger Hoffman uh, from the Netherlands, um, a host of different people. We were actually joined by Shay McAleese this week, this week, which was very good as well. But that's a that it's it's just a. I think what I enjoy about the show is it's an in, as you say it's an in depth look. So rather than just a quick sort of you know this is the score and this is a very quick resume, we we look at it in in quite some depth. And um, Maria and Laura, if you want to know what your head coach is thinking, you need to tune in and watch what AD has to say on the uh, on the show. Um, I was just going to ask as well, and um, we, we've also got Lauren Moyer making her. Um, uh, she's she's going to be talking on some of the uh, some of the shows as well, Ali. But you know the Hockey Pro League. How 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 important is it to Team USA and their development? Just lost Ali for a second there, so we'll come back to we'll come back to Maria um, and Laura. Uh, Spain are obviously um, about to take their place in the hockey pro league uh, this coming season. How important is it to you guys for the development of the team? And again, we'll, we'll come to Maria first.
2: Yes, I think that Broly will can be promoted over sport in Spain, and it can impose to. To have more visibility in the in the media, and I think that is important for us, like a team and like a sport in in the global things.
0: Yeah, and and Laura, you're you're also going to be playing in the Pro League. I mean, what does the Pro League um, sort of mean to you in terms of um, how how important it is and, and and you know the, the sort of the preparations for it? How how important um, is it that the team gets together on this regular basis to play Pro League hockey? Well,
5: I don't really know now because we don't play any game, but I think that is a very good way to improve as a team. I think that is also a great initiative to promote the hockey in our country. And for my personal opinion, I I will, I am very happy because I I love traveling and I can can I go can I travel to different countries and I think and I love playing with the national team so I think it's one more match.
0: Yeah I mean one of the things that we were talking to Adrian Locke about um, is the fact that this is a chance to play regular hockey against the very very best teams in the world which is something that in the past the team hasn't been able to do so much. Um, It's also I think um, I think he agreed with me on this as well it's a chance for you as players to get used to preparing for international competition because when you go to an Olympics or a World Cup, it's all very intense for just a a few weeks, isn't it? You know, the team gets together, then you go to the competition, and then the competition is over, whereas this is preparing, then playing, then stopping, then preparing, then playing, then stopping. So it's a very different way of approaching it. Um, how how do you think the team will get used to that, Maria? Is that is that something that um, the team
2: will struggle, or, or will, will that be okay? Yes, I think that are going to be okay because it's a, another step in our preparation. No? And it's like we have a, a long preparation with Adrian and we we are prepared to to play like a championship now, like to be one week yeah, together and working uh, hard. But now I think that we are prepared to be uh, like an athlete all the years, um, and to have, uh, well, uh, the match or the game, like in the club, um, and to play maybe one weekend and the next weekend we play with the with your team with the, your club, and I think that the team have a, have a good level to demonstrate that it's a good opportunity and we are going to to well to get a good performance and, and to be here. Yeah, take that opportunity.
0: Um, Ali, are you back yes. with us? Yes, I am. Yes, Well, welcome back. Um, the, the same question to you, really. How important is the Pro League, particularly now for Team USA? Because you have been going through a bit of a rebuild, haven't you?
1: Yeah, and I think that they're going to be excited to be able to put their training to the test again. I think being with Anthony and Greg um, for almost a year now close to a year um they're generating their team culture they're generating their ability to put the game plans to work each and every day at practice so I think that getting used to a different coaching staff and it may be a little bit of a different style of play they're being able to build back up to hopefully where they were and I think they'll be excited to put that to the test for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you, you had a um, actually yourself, and Maria and Laura had quite a similar um, challenge uh, during COVID in that you couldn't see your coach for parts of uh, for parts of the year. So I think Anthony was communicating with you guys via Zoom, and I know Maria and Laura in Tokyo. You had a bit of a um, a moment where you were communicating with AD Locke by Zoom as well, weren't you? But ask Ali first. How was that? I mean, that that's a whole new way of doing things, right?
1: Sure was. And I think it was a learning experience for all. And it was a testament to being able to be patient too. And there were times that we were like, okay, we're going to start on this date. And then we had to push it back because of COVID regulations and new developments or new ideas that um, Wombat and the coaching staff um, were thinking about. So I think that It was definitely different and unique, but it was also awesome because we were able to still be able to at least talk to him, you know, like instead of just like the good old fashioned email or phone call, being able to actually see and visualize um, some tactics and skills that and just plans that he had for us allowed for the excitement to grow. So then when he was finally here, we were able to hit the ground running.
0: Yeah. And, And Laura, you know, there you are in Tokyo and your coach is talking to you from a hotel room via Zoom. How was that?
5: Well we were like prepared because in the European we have the other coach in in Spain so we we do it the that the same way and I think that we are getting used to it in in all in our in our life, not only in hockey. so I think that it wasn't so difficult as it could be some years before
0: yeah. I mean, and that's the beauty of Zoom, isn't it? The fact we're talking to you guys from all over the world today, which um, sort of is a sort of segue to, um, to to Floyd and Elvis here to tell us a little bit about um, hockey ID and what's happening in Zambia. So um, I don't know who would like to kick off with that. Maybe, maybe, maybe Floyd.
3: Uh, yeah. So I think uh, it's another, it's a new new way of uh, coaching, especially for me as a coach uh, working with. Uh, the, the, the ID children is, uh, is is a little bit more challenging. So in the early years of our hockey revolution, so after the, the opening of uh, the Youth Olympic uh, Center, we started to just reintroduce hockey from uh, nothing. Uh, we also had a chance and a privilege to work with the deaf school. So that gave us uh, a little bit of just... Um, an experience to what we are now doing. And I'm telling you, I was the worst. Uh, Elvis and one of the coaches, Coach Makai, were the best at that because they had more patience than I, I did. Already I was working with the girls that needed you to be on them all the time for them to really get to understand uh, the dynamics of hockey and just how uh, sometimes it can be very demanding physically. So coming to ID. Um, I was told by some of uh, my friends from Special Olympics Zambia, which is a plus because then they've been working with these uh, children for a longer period. Yeah. So we it was a trial, and we did the meeting, we had the partnership, but the event was very successful. Um, and for for me, it's um, it's really opened up other things that I actually even overlooked as a coach, who's coaching the women, and I, I thought, well, I think sometimes I'm just too aggressive and too fast forward. I need to sometimes really build my patience and just also thinking for my athletes before I just put the goal uh, or the objective in front. So I think it's it's a good program. It has a lot of challenges. Um, I think from if if um, no one shared our reports, of course we had um, a lot of doubt that if people could really, uh, if the children could play I, um, hockey and people just coming on board to say to support it was sort of a doubt, but also the equipment-wise is what the big challenge is. But I think it's a good program. It's a good project. And um, we're looking forward to continuing it with it. The NLC's, uh, the NOCZ presidents came to the event. Uh, we had also some of the board members. Then we had the OIDC director who came on. And uh, there was also a board member from National Olympic Committee who is a technical president. And also the fact that the president for National Olympic Committee is judo president just gave it a plus because now everybody is talking about coming on board and picking up this idea of supporting it so that maybe we could make it a program that has five sports. And then the National Sports Council could in a way uh, help us because the challenge also is taking them from their schools, bringing the children from their schools and then bringing them to the center. So hopefully with, uh, when you try to work with a lot, we might be able to achieve it better because then we might find the National Olympic Committee, of course, just being able to give us transport to export them. I mean, to transport them from school to the field and back.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's so important, isn't it, that you've got all the other bodies and, and organizations collaborating with you to make this a success. Um, Elvis, can you can you tell me a little bit about the sort of the, I I, I mean, Floyd's just said there, you have to take a, a different approach to coaching, you know, you, you have to think about how you communicate. But can, can you tell me a little bit about sort of, you know, the, the, the logistics, you know, how, how many people have you got on the pitch? How many coaches have you got working? Uh, where do the kids come from? You know, where, where do the participants come from? All that sort of thing
6: so all the kids are coming from all the athletes are coming from um, from schools but through national olympic special olympics sorry so all they are coming from them we are communicating through them and then they come to the field um like Freud said it's a new thing to, to to Zambia hockey so we we are trying to learn as we are doing that so it's a learning process as well
0: yeah, a, a complete learning process for for coaches, for kids, for parents, and everything else as well. What what have been the sort of the the main challenges in um, your dealings with the people with the participants on the course? You know, um, not not necessarily getting the equipment or getting the facilities, but you know, h- how have you had to change the way that you speak, the way that you behave, the way that you, you you act with the with the group? What's What's
6: really important is to have patience with them. I think that's the key. That's the key word I can use. And from there, they we are different, so we need to understand that um, their level of doing things, understanding, is different with, with, uh, with, with us, as in, uh, um, as in we, we are different from them. So I think it's a process, but we need to have more time, patience is, is the key for me. What's your actual <laughs>
0: background as a, as, a, as a coach and a player? What-
6: okay, I, I played hockey at high school. So from that was uh, way, way back, like um, 20, uh, about 15 years ago. So from there, because I, I, I got interested in hockey, so I saw the number were a few. The, key, the people that were interested in hockey were few. So I got interested through that because it's an, an interesting sport. So from there, I, I got into, I didn't have enough time to play hockey. But I got into coaching because I wanted to recruit more players and more athletes.
0: Same question to you, really, um, Floyd. What's your pathway
3: been? That's always been, for me, um, a a question that I try to avoid because uh, it's sort of funny. Uh, I studied hockey at school. And if I tell you the reason why I went to hockey was only because uh, on Friday I was not in school and the timetable sort of changed. So when I came on Monday, I had the old timetable. And on the mm-hmm. new timetable, there was math. And our math teacher was very, very, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. You get a beat up. And I don't know if you guys actually go through that. But in the years I was still in my mm-hmm. secondary school, you get punishment. And sometimes you, well, you get to kneel the whole 40 minutes. So mm-hmm. I knew this was not good for me. But luckily enough, earlier on, there was... A great teacher that talked about hockey and I had said, Well, I can't play this sport. I think it's for people that don't have legs and hands. So <laughs> now I had nothing to do but to run to the same sport. And well, from his introduction, it, it sounded to be a very cool sport, which I still say today, this is one of the best sport that I've ever played. 2014, we went at the youth olympics. I was coaching the girls' team. Elvis was coaching the men's. I play for Elvis's club. He's my coach uh during all the weekends when the league is on. And now I'm working with the women uh, team, which is supposed to compete at the Africa Cup. So, yeah, it's been a lot of pushing. It's been persistence. It's been the love of the sport. Basically, that has pushed us to where we are today.
0: So so basically, the two of you are pretty much running coaching in Zambia across every single ability level.
3: Yeah, because um, the biggest challenge we have is um, unlike the other countries like Zimbabwe, South Africa, Egypt, Namibia, they, they sort of have different kids that come to play hockey. We, we have most of um, the kids that we are having come from the underprivileged commun- community. So uh, equipment-wise, and just a lot of things, we, we have to hustle around and see what we can put together, because they just come. The talent is there, the athleticism is very high, but... There's so much that hockey needs that they can't just come with. So we've had coaches, like um, a few coaches and a few athletes that also were at the first Youth Olympics we attended in China. Kotsamia also, who was um, the coach at the, the Youth Olympics in Argentina. They, they, they are there in the background, but you know where they also have to chase life on the other hand, which is um, hockey because hockey is not really paying, and they want to live their life also on a different level. So sort of at now as it is if coach Elvis who is actually the acting general secretary does not push things and if I shout sometimes we really argue if I shout at him and he feels like well it's being a problem or that then it means nothing will move forward. But With the love, obviously, it all comes back to work together. We push the president and a few people in the executive, and yeah, that's how it's it's going up. And we hope it gets to a level where we can have a strong association and we could be able to do and achieve a lot more we'd love to achieve.
0: Yeah. Well, I I think you're doing an amazing job because I know how difficult it can be with facilities and equipment and just transport, you know, getting people from A to B to get them training. So I think the two of you are doing a fantastic job. We're actually we're actually coming near the end of time. So I just wondered if we could take that that sort of um overview that you've given us from zambia I just ask if we can get a similar thing from ali in the usa and maria and laura from spain where where is hockey ali at the moment in in the usa you know and I, I know you'll be speaking from the women's side but give us a little bit of an overview for where hockey stands and where you think it should be going or is going
1: yeah, I think it's always at a constant growth point in the United States. I think that it's still not one of the top sports like it is internationally in other countries. And But I think towards that to really growing the sport amongst all levels, um, currently in USA field hockey, we have levels that start at grassroots all the way up to the United States. So grassroots being like little, little guys running around and gals running around um, and really There's been a lot of work in the coach education part as well and umpires so that we can get all different sorts of people into the game, um, no matter what kind of way you want to be involved, um, making sure that there's avenues. So I would say that it's always at a point of growth. Um, I think post national team or post college, whatever, um, kind of level or post high school, whatever kind of level you find yourself as there's always a growth in that aspect as well. Cause we don't necessarily have a club system after, um, those opportunities if you are able to, um, play in those. So I think it's always growing. Um, there's a lot of um, hype and want to continue to make field hockey a prevalent sport in the United States, in the United States. Um, on the female side, but also also on the men, because um, we know that the population for men's hockey in America isn't um, where it could be either. So, just yeah, continuing to grow the outdoor and the indoor game, especially too. Indoor is a little easier here because there's a lot of facilities that um, people are able to access, especially on the East Coast. So, being able to grow both games constantly is. A constant priority of um, USA feel lucky. So
0: the guys were talking about hockey ID, Ali, um, which is um, obviously uh, for hockey for uh, for people with intellectual disabilities. Is that something that's on the radar in the USA? Is that something that you've you've sort of come across at all, or is that still an area to, to grow?
1: I think it's also an area of growth, but I also know that the United States is working on um, their inclusion program and their inclusion developments, and making sure that it's accessible to all, whether what whatever that looks like to the individual. We want to make sure that we're able to have all be able to be a part of this game. So I think that there's definitely some programs in place of grassroots features, things or uh, Nexus, excuse me, all different things that are able to be accessible. Um, it's just having those individuals feel that that draw towards the sport and um, just continuing to grow the game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Making sure that people realize that there are activities out there and there are people who are who, 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 who running them as Elvis and Floyd are. Um, same question to you. Um, maybe if we start with Maria, um, first of all, where is hockey within the Spanish sporting landscape?
2: Well, um, now it's like we are growing in, in the lessons like uh, for the hockey plus, like Ali, Ali said and um, in a space growing uh, a lot of um, And for example, the lessons for the uh, mom and dad hockey is like uh, people who never played hockey and maybe her children's uh, games to play. And start to play, um, and now they have a competition, and um, I think I think that now uh, or this year is important for us uh, because we have the World Cup one in home in Terrassa, um, and we are going to have a lot of uh, well a lot of promotion in the school or you know, like the television or in the in the institution, and there is I think that this year is is a good year for growing more and, and to have more license and, and to and to go one 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 step more in the hockey in field hockey spain
0: <laughs> and you've got a cat has just appeared on the screen as well so we've we've got our most uh most guests ever now <laughs> um rich we've sort of run out of time so i don't know if you want to wrap up and uh, tell us where we can make hockey inclusive and accessible to all
4: yeah, sure. Um, so you can keep up to date with all the latest hockey news um via the FIH website, which is FIH.ch, or on the on social media, um, Facebook, which is FI Hockey, Instagram, Fi Hockey, and Twitter FIH underscore hockey. Uh don't forget to download the watch.hockey app where you can uh, see um all of Sarah's shows and uh, and uh, lots of lots of other hockey action um uh, it's it's actually uh, it's actually really really good
0: guys thank you so much for joining us on the um on the hockey pod today it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you all um my very very best wishes to uh Floyd and Elvis and all the work you're doing with hockey ID over there in Zambia hope to see you at the special olympics hope to see that movement growing and growing and hockey in Zambia generally growing um really good luck in the junior world cup to Laura um Maria and Laura good luck next year both in the pro league and at the uh, world cup and Ali Let's see a medal coming back to Team USA from uh, from the Indoor World Cup. It's, um, it's it's been great talking to you all. Thank you very much indeed, and Richard, thank you.
4: Thank you, Sarah. Brilliant.